Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Oh, 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 he's the worst Red Raider, unbelievable! The Scarlet and Black are back on the final bowl club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm R.C. Maxfield alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Down. Tobias, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Doing a lot better than you because I know it's cold as hell up there where you're at. We got a nice 73, 74-degree day. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to get explicit early on on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's damn cold. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm not up there because I see I woke up this morning. I don't know what told me to check the weather in Lovely. I, I said 28. I it's said 18 where I am. Nah, that that's sick. It's 18. Yeah, with the wind chill, I think yeah. it's like 12 or 11. No, no sir. No, yeah, no, sir. You, and and you want, speaking of Lubbock, you want to hear something crazy? Mm. I just got this alert on Twitter. Officials confirm one person has been killed in a single engine crash in a backyard on 32nd and Avenue A. It was a plane crash. Damn. In Lubbock? In Lubbock. It was wow. a plane crash. I'm trying to get more details wow. about it real quick so I'm not going crazy or anything. But, like, yeah, apparently, let me see. Lubbock, and this is from Lubbock Police Department. Lubbock police officers are responding to a plane crash at the intersection of 37th Street and Avenue A. Dang. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I just got. Yeah, so I just seen this on yeah, something on Twitter too. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Wow. Dang, that's 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 crazy. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're praying for the family and everything, but I mean, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. My goodness. Um, We'll continue talking about sports, though. On today's podcast, we'll talk a little bit about Texas Tech football and their big win against West Virginia this past weekend. And then we'll talk about what just got released today. And that was Texas Tech men's basketball Big 12 schedule. And we'll uh, run through it a little bit, maybe a little early preview on uh, what we think the Red Raiders might go in those games this year. And then we'll talk to Tobias, who was at a big high school what do they call those things? Not a tournament. What, what do they call it? It was, it was a uh, camp. It was the Wooten Top 150. It was a McDonald's All-American um, evaluation event. It was a bunch of, um, you know, tech recruits there. There we go. And we'll uh, talk about those tech recruits, and uh, Tobias will give his insights on those. And um, here pretty soon, Debo Coleman, a four-star recruit out of Florida, has tech in his final three, is planning to announce his commitment on October 28th on Wednesday, October 28th. So something to look mm. forward to there. So what are we talking about? Literally two days from now, I guess. Yeah, um, two days from now. But let's uh, talk about Texas Tech football a little bit, Tobias. Um, I know you were busy with the camp all weekend, but Texas Tech, uh, they pulled one through, man. They they actually yeah. played pretty solid this uh, um, weekend. You know, um, all, all things considered, you know, West Virginia, they had seven or eight drops. I, I believe it was seven this weekend. So that really helped Texas tech, but I think the most impressive aspect of this whole game and um, really it was something that I think hasn't gone um, gotten talked about enough is the last five possessions of defense for Texas tech. They held them scoreless. It was scoreless for mm. the, uh, the Mountaineers. So I think that was huge. And then the last obviously touchdown of the game 
was also huge for the Red Raiders um, is it looked like they were only going to score seven points um, in the second half, but they had a big scoop and score from Zach McPherson that put them ahead, and that was the, the difference right there. But overall, um, again, I know, Tobias, you didn't get to watch much of the game or if any, but Henry Columbia looks solid. 22 for yeah. 28, 169, one touchdown, ran for 40 more yards, so had about 210 a total offense and two touchdowns. But really, I mean, the real impact um, on Columbia was felt in the wide receiver game. Um, they were missing three of their top four wide receivers in Vasher, Carter, and Rigdon. Hopefully Carter, maybe Rigdon will be back, and maybe Vasher too. Don't know what uh, Vasher's uh, reason for missing the game was. We just know he was inactive. Um, but Carter was out due to his injury, his arm injury. Um, and then obviously Rigdon was out because of that concussion that he sustained up in Ames. But really, I thought Henry Columbia looked really, really good in what he needed to do. He didn't try and do too much. He kept the ball um, on the Texas Tech side. He didn't, you know, commit any turnovers or anything like that. And, you know, I was talking with Casey Cowan about it, Tobias. And, you know, there's that old saying that um, young quarterbacks go to tight ends, right? They're their security yeah. blankets and whatnot. Well, I think a lot of people, and including myself to a degree, um, didn't consider what was Henry Columbia for a majority of the year. He was the second string quarterback, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously missing your weapons like Vasher, Carter, and Rigdon, it's not ideal, right? But right. a lot of his reps were coming with guys that wore the Miles Prices, you know, the the, yeah. Polk, the Cleveland of the world. And wouldn't you know it, Price was the guy who led Texas Tech in receiving with seven uh, catches for 79 yards. And he had that really critical 44-yard catch on third and long, which really, really helped Texas Tech get into the end zone. Um, and then you look at what Texas Tech did on defense, I thought was absolutely outstanding. They had five tackles for losses, only had one sack. Um, but really what they did is they kept the ball in front of them for a majority of the game. You know, obviously in the Big 12, there's going to be big plays. That's just nature of the beast, you know. But when you look at what West Virginia did, I thought they kind of shot themselves in the foot to a degree. Um, but at, at the same time, Texas Tech played, I thought, really, really well up front with the linebackers um, as well as the defensive line. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Tony Bradford is an absolute issue. He is a problem in the Big 12. He was absolutely just disrupting that right side of the line for the Mountaineers. And then we knew it all year long, and we talked about it early on as well, Tobias. What's going to be the, you know, the deepest aspect of the defense? It's going to be the linebackers. And we've talked about it, and yeah. I thought they played really, really well. Um, and if you look at the stats real quick, um, wouldn't you know it, the three top tacklers, Schooler, Jeffers, Merriweather, all had nine tackles. Yeah. Schooler led the way yeah. with six solos. Jeffers – with five, and then Merriweather with two, who did have a in knee injury, but he came back into the game after he sustained it. Yeah, um, I think speaking back about the offense, though, Price, I think Price is really good. I think he has some pop to him. He has, I think he's going to be a good receiver for a long time at Tech. You know, when we get, you know, our quarterback we get next year, I think that he'll be a guy for the future that we're going we're gonna to talk about, going to be one of the next, you know, good receivers going forward. But like you said on defense, you know, if Schooler, Mayweather, and um, Jeffers are doing their thing, you know, that's a that's a great core. That's one of the better core linebacking cores, definitely in the Big 12. And when all those three guys are on their A game, you know, that's, 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 that's going to be a tough battle for people to run the ball on tech, especially you have dual-threat quarterbacks that like to run and get outside the pocket. Those are going to be guys we're going to have to rely on. Yeah, no, and I mean, speaking of a quarterback that runs, you know, all over the place, Spencer Rattler comes in this weekend, and we'll preview yeah. that later in the week when we do the other podcast. But – I was talking about it again with Casey, and I think, you know, 
obviously Tech is not going to be favored in there not. They're 14 and a half point dogs right now at home. Um, I wonder how the crowd would impact that if there was allowed to be 65,000 people, you know. Um, I think it'd probably be a little lower. I was surprised at how high that line actually is. Because OU hasn't played great. They haven't. Yeah. And to be fair to OU, they have been playing better recently, but their whole body of work hasn't been OU quality that they're used to. Um, Right. But I think the linebackers are going to be absolutely critical this weekend. And, again, we'll get more in-depth later in the week when we release that podcast on Friday. But – I mean, the linebackers are going to have to spy on Spencer Rattler. They're just going to have to, you know, and that, that's one of the big things that a lot of teams don't have is that linebacking depth and impact players at the linebacking position, and Texas Tech has that, and I think it's going to be absolutely critical on a, a spooky season in Lubbock, Texas um, on Halloween night, a blackout. It's going to – hopefully there's not too many people in the crowd blacked out. Um, I'll say that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know – I think Texas Tech does have a pretty solid chance. Um, they do. At least yeah, to cover. Do. Winning's going to be difficult, but, hey, crazy things happen in the Jones at night. But, again, Texas Tech gets their first Big 12 win of the year, um, go to 1-3 and three in conference, 2-3 and three, um, overall. But they do defeat the West Virginia Mountaineers um, by a score of 34-27. And, again, Tobias, I know you didn't get to watch, but you won't get this joke, but the listeners will. Hey, did you know uh, Daigie didn't get recruited by Texas Tech and his brother played quarterback there too, and he had a chip on his shoulder. If, I, if there was a drinking game, Tobias, for what I just said from the ESPN broadcast, I, I'm not kidding you. Every hospital that has Red Raiders near it would be filled because everybody would have alcohol poisoning. I'm not kidding you. They said it that much. It was it was stupid. Absolutely stupid how much they mentioned it. And and the funny thing was Ryan Manville, a good friend of the show, you should go check him out on Twitter. He tweeted it, and I forget the exact number, but I know I'm in the right range. Do you know what Daigie was ranked in college or in high school as a as a player in the country in his class? I'm sure it was very, very like it was bad as low. Like it was very as a high number. Yeah, he was ranked barely in the top fifteen hundred. Jeez. And he's over here complaining about getting a scholarship to Texas Tech. Like, mm. I get it. You're the hometown kid, man. But, like, you're ranked 1,500. Like, th- there's a reason, yeah. you know? Like, your brother yeah, went there. Yeah, like... Your brother wasn't great. Like, he, he had his moments, especially against West Virginia, which I thought was funny. Um, but, I mean, my goodness. get Jeez. That was the whole thing for ESPN was – and Daigie's coming back, the hometown kid. He's coming back, and he, he's got a chip on his shoulder because his brother played at Tech, and Tech didn't offer him a scholarship, and he's here out for revenge. And wouldn't you know it, he overthrew his guys like seven times, to be fair. They did have seven drops, but my goodness, it was – I honestly, yeah, I'm like, you could have put that on a loop. It, it, it was absolutely ridiculous how much they said it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his, you know, at his offers right now. I mean, he was 6'2", a little small – he didn't even have a, like U of H didn't even offer him, you know, they no. didn't like, they didn't offer him. SMU didn't offer him, you know. Oh, he went to so Bowling Green. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, you know, in Power Five, like it's different. You have a Power Five school in your own backyard, of course. You know, everyone wants their hometown school to recruit them. But I mean, this is what, 2017? This is like right in the heart of Patty just leaving. Like, it's, it's Alan Bowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowman, you know, you've had, you've had quarterbacks there before. I mean, three of them are in the NFL. You have Baker, Pat, and um, the other one, the one that he didn't play while he transferred to Washington Davis. State. Oh, you mean the Cal, Davis Webb? Webb, yeah. Like, you know, we've, they've, we've had 
accurate big arm quarterbacks come out of but you know especially around that time they know what NFL quarterback looks like and then or big arm quarterback unfortunately he just happened not to be one it's good for never chip on your shoulder I mean you're not the first or the last hell Culver if Beard didn't come and save the day hell we might not have had him so no, we wouldn't have had he's him. arguably yeah we wouldn't have had him he's arguably the best basketball player to play at Tech and we wouldn't we wouldn't have had him so, oh, yeah, he's the best men's player, I, I think, you know, yeah. so to your sample. But what he did, yeah. I mean, you went to the Elite Eight in the Final Four and you were a yeah. critical piece on both teams. You got to yeah. be the best one. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like I said, if, if Beard didn't come in and seal the deal, he probably wouldn't have been a Red Raider. No, probably not. I mean, I agree with you on probably that. Not. Okay. Okay, probably not. Okay, so let's move on because let's be real. The, the, the real thing we want to talk about is basketball right now, Tobias, right? That's what yeah, we want to talk sure. about. So let's talk about Texas Tech. They just released their Big 12 schedule. Um, Tobias, I want to run through the whole schedule. This is a first-glance gut reaction to every game, okay? This is what we're going to do. Okay. You, you barely looked at it. I'm sure you saw it a little bit earlier. Maybe this is the first yeah, time you've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it like this is the second time, yeah. Obviously, our opinions can change, but let's run through this the just the first time together on this podcast, and we'll probably do this once more information comes out throughout the year, right? But let's start. They start with Kansas to open the year at up. Home, at home. At home. You got KU or Texas Tech? <sighs> can, I, can I give you my mindset? Because you look hesitant. Yeah. So my mindset is they're splitting with the big three in the Big 12. Okay. Okay. They're splitting at home. The and, one and I'm the most three. the big three. The, there's big three in my opinion. It's the yeah. You know, KU, Baylor, and West Baylor Virginia. Baylor and I, 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 okay. Well, well, I'll say when we get to West Virginia. Okay. Okay. I, I think they split though. So I think they win the home one on every one of them, and then they lose the road one. It's just the easy that's, thing that's to fair. do. I feel like I'm copping that's out fair. right there, you know. But at the same time, I feel like that's actually legitimately going to happen. So I think. And this might be bold, right? So the first six games of the year is KU, OU, OSU, Kansas State, Iowa State, and Texas. I'll tell you this right mm. now. If they beat KU in the first game of the year, they start Big 12 play 6-0. and Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I can see. You know how I feel about Texas. Next will be the sixth game. Yeah, I, I, no, I believe it. Okay. I, I believe it. I mean, you're playing. I mean, you're playing at, at OU. They're you know they're they're rebuilding. Tough. They're waiting for the yeah. They're waiting for the class of next year to come in. Oklahoma State. You know, they're really talented. I mean, you have arguably one of the best players in the country in Kay Cunningham. But you know, what are they really playing for? I guess what respect, dignity. I guess Kansas State. They're super young. Lord, they're they're probably one of the youngest teams in the country. Iowa State. I don't think we really have to talk about them too much. They're waiting for next year's class as well. And you know how I feel about that. You and I probably feel the same way about Texas. I agree. So, so how, how do you feel about KU, though? Do you think they beat KU, or do you think KU – because we, we've talked about it before a little bit. Like, KU and Baylor are in a tier of their own in this conference. I think yeah. anybody that says otherwise is crazy. First question, are they having fans at that game? That's, that's a big deal. I don't know yet. And, and I, if, 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 let's if, say there's not fans, just for this argument. There's not fans or a limited number. Okay. Okay. Um, I still think they beat Cam. I think you're going to be able to catch them early, especially with, you know, they have a couple of guys coming back from last year. But I think you have like Tristan, Tristan in the raw. I think he's from Sweden or Switzerland. He didn't play a bunch last year. He's going to play a big role. You're going to have um, – the big guy, the former McCormick, he played significant minutes last year, but he's going to be the, you know, the big man on campus, no cliche, but he's actually going to be the big man on campus to come in and fill Azabuki's role. Then you're going to have um, Bryce Thompson. He's a 
with a four or a five-star recruit, he's going to play significant minutes. They're going to have a bunch of new guys that haven't played a lot last year. So I think that Tech playing them early before they, you know, get accustomed to playing with each other, I think that could be a significant advantage for them. Okay, so so you think they do go 6-0 and as well? Yeah. To open yeah, up? Yeah, I think they can. Okay, so the real question is, you know what I said about them going, you know, splitting with those teams. So technically right. I have them going 7-0 and right now at first glance. Who who do they or you have them playing? They play they Baylor play after Baylor Texas, next. don't they? They play Baylor next after Texas. See the thing. See Baylor. See, I mean, they, they came in last year and they they beat us out. If, if, if it's a team, I mean, I think Kansas can do it too. But I think Baylor they they could for sure come in and love again beat and beat us at home. So you think I, Baylor? I, I, you think Baylor wins? I, I think I think that's I think Baylor could I think Baylor would probably be this. I it's think we will lose fair. one of those games at home. I think one of those games we will we'll lose at home. And if I was guessing, because we're going to play Baylor seven games in, I think they'll be they'll be they'll be ready. I think that's fair. Okay, and, so you and they'll be battle and they'll be battle tested. They'll be oh battle tested. Oh like they're playing yeah, yeah. Nova, yes. Gonzaga, Illinois. Like they're going to be just, they're going to be battle tested. Yeah, just look at the top ten and they're playing half of them. Um, yeah, half. Honestly, yeah, like that's really what they're doing. Okay, so I. You have them at six and one. I have them at seven and zero. Oh, but I think honestly, what's more realistic is six and one or five and two. I think that's probably more realistic. Yeah. If, right. That's probably. But this is just first glance, um, and not knowing much information about how this is all going to work out in terms of fans and stuff. Okay. So then they play TCU and Iowa State. I think we both give them wins there, right? They'd be going to be both of those teams. Okay, and then I yeah. have them losing to West Virginia on January twenty fifth. Um, am Am I crazy? I think we could beat them twice. I don't. I don't know because their guard play is bad. Because they're really relying on that JUCO transfer. He's like the second or third best JUCO transfer. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but they're really relying on him to to pop. If he pops, okay, they're going to have two guards, McBride and him. McCabe, he's – I don't – he hasn't – he hasn't panned out to what they thought. Who's who's the kid from Washington, though? Bowden? No, not Bowden. He, he popped yeah, against I mean, uh, Tech in the tournament in Kansas City. Yeah, he remember? did. Yeah, like he, he, a career he high 28. Yeah, yeah. Bo, Bo, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. He, he did play well. Yeah, I, I he, think he played well. I think, he, I think he's one of those guys that takes that next step. Like, the thing is with West Virginia, I think Texas Tech is um, probably, like, right there. I think they're in the same tier. You know, we talked about it on previous podcasts. Baylor and Kansas are in the tier of their own in the Big 12, I think. And then I think there's a tier where it's West Virginia, Texas Tech. You can put them in whatever order you want. Um, and then I think Texas is in its own tier. And then I think it's, you know, OU, Oklahoma State, TCU. And then I think the bottom feeders are just K-State and Iowa State. I think that's probably how it goes, right? So for me, yeah. typically, unless there's obviously injuries, knock on wood, there's not, right? I think West right. Virginia – um, the only way Texas Tech beats them twice, especially in Morgantown, is if they get hot and they just get really, really hot. But, I mean, I, I could be wrong um, because I think West Virginia is just one of those teams where it's kind of like Texas Tech in a way. It's almost damn near impossible to beat them at their home arena. Now, the issue yeah. is we have no idea what the hell that home arena is going to look like this year. Are there going to be fans there? Is there not? Like, that may change everything. So, let's say on January 25th there's not fans in Morgantown. I might take Texas Tech, actually. The thing is with them is, I mean, they're going to try to, you know, muck up the game and get people, you know, it's going to be physical. The thing is, 
even if Tech goes up there and they get in foul trouble, I feel like Tech has the depth to where they can survive. I don't know if West Virginia has the depth. Because, you know, like last year, they were doing a, a lot of fouling. And he knows who I'm talking about, too. You know who I'm talking about. He was fouling a lot, a lot. And I feel that, okay, if you know if, I don't know, PV gets in foul trouble, you know, we have Ogbo that can step, in, step up in this place. You know, we have Santos Silva that can, well, Tariq can step in this place. I feel like we have... You know, he, we could play 10 guys, realistically. I, I, we could play. I don't know if 10 are going to play consistent minutes. But if you know, I don't know who the last one on the bench is going to be. But if you're – if you're Probably Benson. If McCullers – yeah, okay. If, if Benson has to be your 10th guy, I know at the minimum he's going to give you effort. And in, in, a, in a game like West Virginia is a, is a game where I feel like he would thrive because he plays that way. He's a physical guy. He doesn't back down from anyone. That's a game where if he has to come in to play 18 minutes – I'm I'm fine. I feel like I'll be able to survive with that. But I, don't, I just don't think that, you know, West Virginia, they get in foul trouble. I think it's going to be tough. Okay. So let's just clarify. You have Texas Tech at 6-0. Six and, six and oh, We both do um, through the first six games. You have them losing to Baylor. Uh, and, yeah. and I think if we're both being realistic about this, they probably go 5-2 and two through the first seven games. Probably, right? yeah. yeah. Probably. probably. Um, but this is – I don't know if this is a rose gold outlook or just from what I know about them. And I need to probably do more research, but let's, let's do this real quick on the schedule. So they play OU, TCU, Iowa state, Kansas state. They don't lose to any of those teams, right? They sweep them both. You said OU, Kansas state, Iowa state and TCU. Yeah. They sweep. No, them I don't right? think they, yeah, yeah, I think I think they sweep those four. The only, yeah, those four, I think they sweep. The only, you didn't name them, but Oklahoma State would be the That's only school that I'll be like, I would like, they would, I could, I could see them having a stinker. That's the game that scares me on February 23rd. Yeah. That's the yeah, game that, that scares be, me as the game where they yeah. should win, but they might lose it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I could see that. That's the game I see they, they could lose. Yeah. Cause I, my initial gut, right. If I'll, I'll run through it real quick and I'll tell you what I thought. So six and oh, or actually 7-0, because, again, I think they split with Baylor and Kansas on the road. Then they beat TCU 8-0, 9-0, and then I think they lose to West Virginia, so they're 9-1. and They beat Oklahoma. They beat Kansas State. They uh, beat West Virginia. So, at this point, Texas Tech literally has only one loss, in my opinion. And then I think they lose to Baylor. I think they beat TCU. I think they lose to Kansas. I think they lose to Oklahoma State. So, yes, that's, I was about to bring it up. That stretch from February 9th to the 27th, that's a tough stretch. Oh, I know. I, I, on the website, gunsupnation.com, I wrote about it. I, I literally said the last aspect of the schedule that stands out in this stretch is from February 9th, the game you're talking about, West Virginia, to the 20th. I didn't add um, Oklahoma State and Texas. But, I mean, you're playing West Virginia, a top, what, 15 team in the country. Baylor, a top five team in the country. TCU is kind of the quote-unquote gimme. And then you got to go up to Kansas. I mean, you're literally playing three top 15 teams in the country in 11 days. The thing with me is, depending on how it goes, if it goes with you, let's say they lose to West Virginia, Baylor, and Kansas, that Texas game will matter. Oh, it will. Absolutely. That that, that game will matter because that'll be – I'll be seeding in the tournament, seeding definitely for the Big 12 tournament. That's the game where I feel like you – We'll be at home, but you have to win that game because that could that could make a make a big difference. That, well, that could mean, be between you finishing third or fifth in the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, if the Big Twelve is as good as everybody thinks it is this year, I mean, that Texas game could be for a share of the Big Twelve title if you yeah, do well could enough, be. right? You know, if could you be. do well enough. Um, I obviously think KU or Baylor's going to win it, but I mean, they have a chance. 
Um, yeah, they have a chance. Texas Tech does. I mean, I think really, realistically, four teams have a chance, in my opinion. I, I, yeah. West Virginia has an outside chance, but I think they're still part of that group to win it. Um, right. So, again, now if I'm looking from this from a realistic point of view, I guess I should have done that from the begin with. I, I, I seriously do think that Texas Tech splits with KU, and now that I look at it, that is a hell of a start for Texas Tech. They're 9-0. Yeah. They're 9-0. Yeah. If everything goes by the way, I'm thinking 9-1, yeah. 10-1, 11-1. My goodness, they're eleven or eleven and one now. Eleven and two, twelve and two. Okay, at that point they're eleven and one. What are they ranking the country? Oh, top five, six. Yeah, I'm gonna say five. four, five, six. Yeah, I would have. But to the be. thing is, I think they lose again. I think they lose to KU, and I think they lose to Oklahoma State, and then I think that Texas game. So they have four. So they're thirteen and four going into that game if my math is right one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve yeah they're twelve and four going into that game or twelve and five maybe i'm just doing terrible math right here i obviously am because i'm awful at math so let's go through it ku win ou win oklahoma state win kansas state win iowa state win Texas win, Baylor win, TCU win, Iowa State win again. That's nine. So you're nine and one. Your 10th game you lose, so you're nine and one. Now you're 10 and one, 11 and one, 12 and one. Okay, so now you're 12 and two, 13 and two, 13 and three, 13 and four. Now you have a chance your last game against Texas to go, you know, 14 and four, 13 and five. Do you think 13 and five wins the Big 12? I think you got to be at least 14 and four, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I think thirteen. I don't thirteen. I don't think you win it. The only way, I mean, so I think probably Kansas and Baylor split. Didn't West Virginia beat Kansas last year? I believe they did. I, 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 I think they yes, did. They, but I'm not 100 percent sure I, that you're wrong. I, I'm. I'm. I, I could. I could be wrong, but I think they I'll split with them last year. So, yeah. I think I think I think they, I think they might have split with them last year. So if if they did, that's I mean, who knows? You know, maybe maybe they. You know, maybe maybe can't maybe West Virginia could beat Kansas again. I don't I don't think they'd beat Bay. I don't think they have enough guard play to beat them. No, but, last year uh, Kansas beat West Virginia twice. Kansas beat um, West Virginia on the fourth of January, sixty to fifty three, and then they beat mm. them in Morgantown, fifty eight forty nine. Okay. okay. So they were close games though. Okay. They were close games though. They were close games. Yeah, close games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, they went nine nine the conference. Yeah. So I don't know. That'll be a game. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, West Virginia, they're better. Absolutely. They're, yeah, they're better, but I mean, they're maybe like I said, maybe they ugly up the game. Maybe they get some depth. I mean, you know, coach, he thinks. I mean, he thinks he has a great team every year, but he said he likes his team a lot. So maybe they have some better depth than I'm, I'm talking about. And that kid you're talking about, his name is Emmett Williams. Yes, Emmett Williams. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like him a lot. Well, to be fair, I really like. No, he's him. good. No, he's good. He's 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 good. He kind of reminds me of a great value, Kelly Umbre. Yeah, he kind of looks like him too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's kind of who he plays like. So, what? Okay, so we we don't have to get. Oh, they beat Baylor. They beat Baylor last year. That's who they beat. Okay, so they beat Baylor. Okay, so let's say they yeah, split. They beat, yeah. You know, just instead of splitting with KU, West Virginia splits with Baylor again. I don't think they will. Yeah. I think it'll flip if anything. Um, but so, what do you think wins the conference? Just right now, today. Obviously, it's super early. What's today's date? The twenty sixth. How many wins wins the conference today? See, because I think 15 wins the conference. You have two top five teams. 
Baylor, Kansas, right? West Virginia is what? I, realistically, what is West Virginia going to be ranked preseason? What, like 10 to 15? I think 12 is probably the yeah. right number. Yeah. Um, but 15 Texas, just seems like a lot because this conference is – I mean, like I said, this is a great conference. You're going to have to win games. But I just feel like that's a lot. It is a lot. Whoever wins 50 – if you win 15 games, that, that's a lot. Lord, that's a lot. Well, I mean, would it surprise you, though, if Kansas or no, Baylor no. is the number one seed no, in the NCAA tournament? Would that no. surprise you? No, it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It's just like – I just thought this conference has – I mean, like you said, you have – Baylor, Kansas, Tech, West Virginia, Texas, whatever. You have at least five. And then you have Oklahoma State. You know, I could see someone going to Stillwater. Their talent just gets them a win. Like Kay Cunningham goes for 30, sure. and he just beats a, he just beats the team. Because yeah. to be honest, they're really, really – if I was the coach up there, I would just tell them to play spoiler. We can't go to the tournament anyway. We might as well just Absolutely. try to go and just beat as many teams as we can, just ruin people's seed. That's what I would do, just, just ruin it. Well, their whole goal should be just what basically is going on with Texas Tech soccer right now is just win the regular season Big 12 tournament. You're good to go. That's what you're playing for. That's yeah. your national championship. I mean, right. that's what it so, comes down to. I don't, I don't Obviously, I don't think it'll happen. But like you said, play spoiler. Be as close as you can as possible. They're going to play hard regardless unless, you know. Now, honestly, I don't think there is an unless. I really like Mike Boynton um, a lot. So, up there yeah, he's great. in he's Stillwater. I think he's a great coach. So, I think that – Oklahoma State's going to compete all year long, but I don't think 15 and three is too high. Like if you get, if we're talking 16 though, I think whoa, like yeah, we're yeah, talking no, about no, yeah, like, that's a historic type number right there. Like yeah, holy 16, crap. 16. If, if someone with 16 games in this kind, of, they're they're probably going to win the national championship. Yes, I, I at least they should be favored. Yeah, they, they should be. Yeah, they should be favored. I would put I would put money down. Like because they probably would be favored. Like. For me, when I when I first think about it, 15 is the number that came to my head. Is 14 more realistic? Probably. But yeah. at the same time, we're talking about two teams, especially on the Baylor front. Um, Baylor didn't lose anybody. You know, they, they lost mm-hmm. one guy, and that's really it. They lost one, well, well, yeah, they lost, they lost uh, the guy, uh, Gillespie, and they lost um, the defensive player, the defensive guy, the guard. Uh, was it Bando? Yeah, but I mean, I mean Bando yeah. played limited minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, Gillespie, but, 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 but yeah, I mean, yeah, they replaced him anyway. With, yeah, no, then I mean, in Bando, they replaced it. They had a guard out of Houston. His name is L.J. Cryer. He's a top like seventy recruit. He comes in there. He'll 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 do what Bando does. Yeah, I mean, so I for me, I think if you ask me right now, I think there's a clear number one team in the country, and then I think honestly, again, flip a coin. I don't care which one you put it, two or three, but two and three should be Kansas and Baylor. That's how I feel anyway. Um, I, I was, I was, I'm looking through their roster. I was wondering, I was like, what, how, how much size, you know, does um, Baylor have? I thought like, they're kind of small, huh? They are not small. Yeah, no, no, they're, 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 they're right up there with West Virginia. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're very big. And then you got my man Flo Thamba and uh, his Flo Thamba there. I, mean, he, he might, I don't know how much minutes he plays, but he'll, be, he'll get a couple of minutes. He'll block some shots. I mean, it's just that, that, that team is just irritatingly good. Yeah. If you're a tech fan, I mean, you're yeah, hatingly yeah. good. Yeah, then you bring like, I mean, your NBA guard, he decides to come back. I'm like, who's going to be a why? guy who's going to probably be picked like in the 25 to 35 range? Like, probably yeah, in the later like, aspect of it, if I'm being honest. But yeah, and he, in that yeah, range. And he, and he was probably going to be a good pro. He comes back. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> then, you know, then they get what another, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, they, they, got a, yeah they're pretty. They got a very good. You don't. You, you don't think fifteen is possible in this conference? F- fifteen is possible, but I, I. So let's just say Baylor wins fifteen games. They're definitely beating Kansas. They're splitting with Kansas. That's one. Sure. That means they beat what? Everyone twice, or maybe they can lose one more time. Yeah, they can lose one more time. No, they have to lose. They have to lose three times. Nineteen get three times. So yeah, three, three, yeah eighteen and three times. Three times. Time. Okay, that, that's doable. So you see, Baylor they can lose to Tech once, Kansas once, and then they can and just Oklahoma State just beat them. Yeah, just Oklahoma State. Yeah, that that's doable. That's yeah, they, they, I can see that because that's what I think really happens. If you have to ask me, like right now, like gun to my head type situation, who wins the Big Twelve? I say Baylor at 15 and three KU comes in second at 14 and four. And then tech is in third um, at 13 and five, maybe tied with the Texas or West Virginia. That's probably yeah. what I say. You know, that, 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 that's fair. But I think yeah, that's fair. I can, I can see that. But it, uh, I'll say this. I think Baylor um, is a one seed. I think Kansas is a borderline one seed, maybe a high two. And then I think tech ends up being a late three high four. That's what I think probably yeah, that, that happens. Means, that, that, that's that's a tough, tough conversation. You have two. You could have two one seeds, a three and a four. West Virginia it, it, probably it's would. It's possible though, right? Like that, that's that's not inconceivable. Yeah. Like you, you can see the writing on the wall for that potentially. Yeah, and you see what I think. What five teams get in? Unfortunately, Oklahoma State can't go. Yeah, it would so, be six, but Oklahoma State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got five teams. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like, let's just say hypothetically, right? Like Oklahoma State and OU tie in conference play. Oklahoma State has looked much better, but they've just had letdown games because they're so young. Um, I wonder if the tournament committee just gives OU the spot that Oklahoma State would have had. You know what I mean? So so, uh, the Big 12 gets six in. Because I think this conference is – there should be six teams, but you just can't send Oklahoma State. Yeah. I don't want them to do – because, like, I don't want them to – like, you you have a team that's on the bubble, like a mid-major – Put the mid-major. I know they're going to put in the, like a big school like OU because it makes sense like financially, especially for te- for TV games. But yeah. me personally, if it's like Middle Tennessee State and they've won – That'd be fun. 20, 25 games, games or something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, put, put them in. Like, put them in. Because no, I don't, don't want to see – I don't want to see OU who is under 500 in cosplay, but they get in. Like, why? They, they shouldn't get in. They don't, they, don't need, they don't need to go. The only reason OU should get in is, you know, if let's say they go seven and nine in conference, right? But two of their wins are against, you know, West Virginia on the road and then Kansas at home. And then in their preseason, or not preseason, but pre-conference play, um, they're playing in a pretty big tournament, I think, too. I forget what it's called. But yeah. they beat, like, they win that tournament. Like, okay, yeah. you got four really quality wins there. Like, you, you lost to a team maybe, which you yeah. could have lost to. But, okay, OU should get in. But if it's the mid-major, and let's say the mid-major, like you said, wins 25-plus games, won their conference, and they just dominated yeah. it. Like, or not even won their conference, but they, like, came in second in their conference, and there's just a yeah. conference that just went stupid, like a mid-major. Like, put them in. Yeah. Just put them in. Put, put them in. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially in the year, I want to see chaos. You know, I want to see those young random teams get in there because it, it's, just, it's just better that way. Agreed. I agree. All right, we'll talk. So they did it a few years ago. Oh, yeah, oh, my go bad. Ahead. Go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Remember, they did this a few years ago with Trey Young. They go to the tournament. They lose, they lose to um, – Rhode Island. Not Buff – Rhode Island. Rhode Island beat them. I was like, they did all that to put them in the tournament, and then Rhode Island beat them. Yep. I remember that game. I was at a Gators in downtown Dallas eating the best gumbo of my whole damn life. 
Mm. Shit was amazing. All right. So let's move on though. You had a fun weekend this weekend, Tobias. Um, speaking yeah, of Dallas, you were in Dallas. Um, where exactly yep. in Dallas were you? It was, I was at Mansfield at the USA. It's like, I think it's a new complex down there in Mansfield. Yeah. 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 Okay. This so you were at the Wooten top 150, right? This weekend. Yep. Yeah, Wooten Top 150. It was uh, Coach Wooten. He invited um, the Top 100 seniors, Top 50 juniors. I don't even know why it was 150. It really should be 175. But he brought he, it was the Top 100 seniors, Top 50 juniors, and the Top 25 sophomores, boys and girls. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a great weekend. Tech had a bunch of recruits there. They had a uh, Dalen Coleman was there. Uh, Jalen Tyson, who's already committed to Tech, was there. Damian Collins, who has Tech on high on his list. Jordan Walsh was there. I think Tech is in his top five as well. So there was a bunch of Tech, you know, Tech guys out there. Um, Tyson, he shows upside. I mean, he, he had a couple of – he struggled at the beginning of the camp. I think he just – you know, camps like that is kind of – you know, guys are kind of trying to show off what they have type of thing. And, you know, he did struggle early. But he showed some good defense. It was a, it was a possession where he was guarding a guard. His name is Rashul. I can't remember his last name, but he's a, he's a guard going to um, UConn. He guarded him very well. I mean, he turned him three or four times, and he and the guard kept attacking him, but he held his own. He he forced a turnover. He played very, very well defensively. He made a couple of shots. Um, he, he just, I think he needs to one. He has to gain weight, which is fine. He's young. He's, he's what seventeen. I think he just needs to be a little bit tougher mentally. But I mean, he'll that'll come with time. You know, he's probably just when when Beer gets a hold of him, he'll he'll definitely toughen up because he won't he won't have a choice. But all in all, it was a good weekend. I got to see a bunch of you know. Top, you know, top guy. This is a kid I've been telling RC about all weekend. His name is Brandon Miller. He's from Tennessee. He on ESPN. He's the fifth ranked junior, but on two four seven, he's ranked eleventh. This kid's a pro. I think that if he gains ten to fifteen pounds, gets a co- year of college under, I think he'll be a one and done prospect. He has no Big Twelve offers. He has one ACC offer, which is Louisville. He only has four SEC offers, and is and is not Kentucky or Tennessee, or Auburn. I think he remembers Brandon Miller's a six seven wing. I, I think he's a pro. And he has no big twelve offers, which is astounding to me. But you know, I guess. So let's get back to some tech recruits. Okay. So obviously you already mentioned him a little bit, Debo Coleman. Um we mentioned him a little bit earlier on in the podcast too, that he's gonna commit this Wednesday at two o'clock Eastern time. Um and tech is in his final three. What did you think of him this weekend? Um and what can tech fans expect potentially? with uh, him coming to Lubbock and uh, under Coach Beard's reign? Uh, Coleman, he had a pretty good weekend. I think that he was one of the more um, consistent prospects. I mean, he showed that he can make shots. I mean, that's what college basketball is about, especially in the conference of the Big 12. You're going to have to make shots contested, uncontested. He uh, showed the ball pretty well, but what kind of stood out to me was he's um, he's a lot better passing than I was expecting. You know, he he um, hit a pretty decent team, but he was finding guys, and he was getting the lane, not only looking to score, but he was looking to find his teammates. And, you know, a camp like that is easy for a kid to, you know, be selfish because, you know, you're, you're going to want to get recognized. But he was uh, he was finding guys. He was very very good passer. On his three-on-three team, he played with a kid named Tyler Powell. He's a big physical guard going to uh, Seton Hall, and he also was on the same team as Ontario Morris. That three-on-three team was Talent-wise, might have been the best. He was playing with Arterio Morris, a Dallas guard going to Memphis, Dalen Coleman, and he had a guard going to Seton Hall. So they didn't win it, but he played very well. Um, him and you know, Jalen Tyson, they played one-on-one for a couple of possessions. Um, but I think he looked good. I think he'll fit in with Beard. I want to see him show a little bit more effort defensively, but he's a guy that I think you could bring him into college. He has a 
he has a college body already. I think you could put him in immediately. I think he'll make an impact offensively. He can just score. For people wondering, um, no, Tobias is not getting his name wrong. His name is not Debo. He is, technically, Tobias is saying his name right. I am not saying his name right. It's a nickname. His name is DeLeon, and it's Coleman. So yeah. let's talk yeah. about um, another guy that Texas Tech is heavily going after. He may not end up here. It looks like he's headed to Kentucky. Um, but you got to see him this weekend, the Atlanta, Texas native. Um, Damian Collins, what did you think of him? Um, he's a pro. I think he I think he's a pro. I think in two years I think he'll be he'll be on some people's lottery boards. Um other than the weight, because he's what 17, fit like how he plays, you could pick him up there and drop him in the college system and he would play well. I think he's that kind of athlete. I think he's that kind of talent. I mean, the guy day one, he's dunking everything, blocking shots, just running the floor. He has a good motor. And I didn't know, but he's skilled. He actually has a good, you know, good form on his release. He actually can shoot. You know, he, he has a good form. He was hitting, you know, fadeaway jumpers. He showed that he could knock a three down on occasion. But he's a good prospect. I, I, like I said, I think that he's a pro. I think in two years he'll be a lottery pick. Okay. So you, I know you mentioned a couple other guys um, that Tech has interest in. Uh, Walsh, Walsh, he's actually from Dallas. I don't know what this means, but he did come on there day two with the Tech shirt. I don't know what that means. But he did come in there with the tech shirt. And he was – I did see him chatting with Tyson. I saw him chatting with Coleman. I saw him. So I don't know what that means. I'm not going to, you know, break in any type of news by any stretch. But he did have a tech shirt on. He could have wore any other shirt that he wanted to. He decided to wear a tech shirt. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, for those who are wondering who exactly Tobias is talking about, it's Jordan Walsh. He's a power forward. He's 6'7", 190 from DeSoto, goes to Wachahatchee. Uh, Faith Family Academy is a class of 2022 player, um, and he is ranked as the 58th ranked player in the country according to 24/7 Sports. He's the seventh ranked player in Texas, um, and right mm-hmm. now, if you look at his offers list, he only has three offers. But damn, are they some big time offers? Um, UT. I, I think he cut his list. He cut his list. Oh well, th- on 24/7 it only shows he has three offers. Okay. Um, and that's uh, – so let's just take it as 24-7. But you ha- you may know better than I do, Tobias. But his um, three only offers are UT, like I said, Texas A&M, and then Texas Tech. So he's staying in state. We, we, we know yeah. that. Um, but Tobias is breaking some news in the sense of he was wearing a Tech shirt. Take that as you want, right? Just take it as you want. Take it as you he's, want. He's – he was one of the guys that said that to me for sure. He's listed as a power forward, but I'll tell you, he's a he's a point forward by any stretch of the world. I think every game I saw him play, he played point forward the whole game. He's bringing the ball to the court. He's running offense. He's setting up plays. He's telling guys where to go. And um, he's a very, very good item. He, create, he can create his own shot, but I like the versatility. He's a tremendous passer. He kind of has like a – I don't want to compare to NBA players, but he kind of has like a – Igadala type of game and type of frame. He's super, it's very, very long arms and he likes to, you know, get teammates open. He had probably the dunk of the camp. He, uh, I'm a, I think I sent you the video already, but we can probably post it on um, Guns Up Nation, but he, he dunked the kid and he was talking, he was talking, talking noise after. And that's the type of guys that I like. He was, he dunked him and he had something to say about it. So I like this kid a lot. Hopefully maybe, maybe he could go into tech. He had a tech shirt on. I would really like to see him. I think he could be even, he'll be even better than uh clock was that's a 
that's the kind of guy I like too. It's like, you know, he's, he's good. It, the thing is like, there's a lot of people out there, Tobias that say, Oh, why are you talking trash after you dunk on somebody? Like you already belittled the man. Like, listen, if you had the opportunity to put the hammer down on somebody and you're, you know, a good 11 feet in the air, you bet your ass. I'm going to be talking. Like I am going to talk hard. If I yam on you, mm. I yam on you and I'm going to let you know about it. Like I am going to let you know. For sure. For <laughs> sure. You know one thing I, I liked about him too though. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh one thing I liked about him too was he's a good uh locker room guy. A lot of his teammates, they 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 liked him. Like a lot of teammates, you know, liked him. He's you know, he's a high he's a high recruit, but team guys, you know, they wanted to play with him. You know, they want you can see when they were on the floor with him. He's a he has a big personality. He's always smiling and joking around, just playing. So he's a very friendly kid, and I think kids actually do like playing with him. That's huge. That's huge. But yeah, that's Jordan Walsh. Go check him out again. He's the 58th ranked player in 2022. He has three offers right now. Um, Texas, Texas A&M and Texas Tech. And again, Tobias breaking that news in the sense of he was just wearing a Tech shirt at the camp. So take that for how you will. And you said he was interacting with Tyson too, right? He's talking to Tyson. He was talking to, you know, Coleman hasn't committed anywhere yet, but he was talking to him. And like I said, he's a, he's a big personality kid. I think a lot of kids, like I even heard a couple of kids saying they did like playing with him because he likes to share the ball. And he's, you know, it's not all about him. He creates his own shot when he wants to, but he, I think he likes to get his teammates involved first. That's good. And then again, Tobias will have some stuff up on the website about that. I know he's just trying to catch his breath from a busy weekend up in Dallas, but you can be sure to check some of that stuff out on the website, gunsupnation.com. And you can head over to Guns Up Nation on Twitter to see some of the highlights from um, Tyson this past weekend, the actual Texas Tech commit. And then you can be updated as well on gunsupnation.com on Wednesday when Debo Coleman or Dalen Coleman um, commits. Texas Tech is in his top three. It's going to be between the Red Raiders, the Rebels of Old Miss. And then what, what, what are they called? The Yellow Jackets? Georgia Tech. Jacket, is right? Yeah. Yellow Jackets? Yeah. I just Yellow call it Georgia Jacket. Tech. Is that weird? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't really people call them, you know, the Yellow Jacket. Like, you know, yeah. like the Ray Raid. I don't really hear people say the Yellow yeah. Jackets that much, you know. I just, maybe it's just, just because Tech. of the part of the country we're in, though, right? Like, maybe we just don't hear yeah. about them because they're just not relevant yeah. in the sense of, like, this I mean, part of the country. They're obviously relevant, just yeah. not here. Are they? They're not really good at They're They're, they're average. That, that's an Ivy League school, just not an Ivy League. Yeah, that was just a very, very good academic yeah, school. Yeah, that, that, in basketball, they're all right. And they've had some yeah. really good players come through there. I mean, it's been Kevin a while. Johnson went there. Yeah, yeah but, it, it's you know. been a while. I mean, there's a couple of basketball players too. I mean, your favorite point guard of all time went there. No, that's Wake Forest. My bad. I'm confusing them. That's my fault. Yeah, that's Wake my Forest. fault. That's yeah. my fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weirdest. They've had, thing, they've had some pros. Yeah. The weirdest thing about Georgia Tech, like, do you know the first highlight I think of when I think of Georgia Tech? Which one? I think of Vince Carter playing in their gym and dunking on a man. It has nothing to do mm. with their school, but it was in the Georgia Tech um, Coliseum kind of deal or whatnot, and he just dunked on a man. That's the first thing I think of. It's probably weird. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, well, I mean, they have three NBA players um, in the league now, if you can guess them. Georgia Tech? Yeah, they have three current NBA players now. Georgia Tech. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Georgia Tech. I just one of them like, got drafted in tw- one of them got drafted in 2018, first round pick. In 2018. Yep, played with Timberwolves. Oh, uh, a Kogi, right? Yep, that's one. Then they have two others. One was drafted in 2010. Other one was drafted in 2007. Jesus, they're old. Okay. 
One's a powerful, and the other one's a tweener. One's a powerful. Oh, Jesus. Who? One of them was like a top five pick. Both right. of them. I think both of them were top seven, top eight picks. Both of them were. Oh, my God. Who is it? Who is it? He, uh, he played for the Jazz for a little bit. Yep. Yep. He went oh third overall. Oh, my in that God. Card. Who is he? I can literally picture – and he plays for Brook- – he played for Brooklyn, too. Um, I think oh. he did for a year. Oh, my God. Who is that? No, it's not Derek Favors, right? It's not? It is. It is Derek oh, Favors. Oh, okay. 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 Now, I have no idea and on the other one. Who's the other one? And then the, and the last one is Thaddeus Young. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed yeah, that in my life. There. Didn't Chris Bosch go there? I mean, they, I mean, they, yeah, they, I mean they, so they have some alumni, you know. Kenny Anderson, Chris Bosh, so, Will Bynum went there, Javaris Critton went there, um, Jared Jack went there, mm. Yanni Lawal went there, Stephon Marbury went there, Anthony Monroe That's went who there. I was, thinking. Craig I was Neal, thinking Stephon Marbury. That's what I was thinking. Mark Price, Glenn Rice, good lord, Dennis Scott, Amon Shumpert, Lord. Yeah, I mean they, they used to be good in like the, they, they got some yeah. players down there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like, they, they, they have, I mean, you know, wasn't that coaches on passing from Michigan from uh, Memphis coaches? Yeah, we do. We we literally just turned into a Georgia Tech podcast for about five minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Yellow Jackets, I guess. Um, just not in this recruiting process because we want Debo or Daylin or however you want to say his name. But again, he's Tobias Bass. You can follow him at Tobias underscore Bass. He'll be posting some stuff on the website about what he saw at the Wooten Top 150 when it comes to tech recruits. Again, that website is GunsUpNation.com. You can check it out. Some videos that he has too. He might be adding to that thread here in a little bit yeah. to show a little bit more of those players. Um, I'm RC Maxfield. You can follow me at RCMB323. And basketball coverage is just one week away on the website where we're going all in like pokers. You know, we're, we, we got a full house and we're, we're not letting anybody, let anybody bust it right there. So we're going all in on basketball coverage starting next week. It'll be a lot of fun as the Red Raiders try and go to another Final Four. Um, I don't know how Tobias feels about his bold prediction, but we're going we're gonna to have to see. Uh, that'll be for our uh, basketball preview podcast. I feel like that one might be a little bit of a long one. Might have to make that into two parts. Uh, but again, yeah. he's Tobias Bass. I'm RC Maxfield. Be sure to go follow at Guns Up Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow Tobias at Tobias underscore Bass and follow me at RCMB323. We'll be back later in the week to preview a spooky game up in the Jones in Lubbock, Texas this weekend as the number 24 Oklahoma Sooners come in and face the Red Raiders on Saturday night. We'll catch you all next time, guys. Stay safe and wear a mask. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcast hosts and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. Visit our website at GunsUpNation.com for more Texas Tech news. Thanks again and Guns Up.